This is everything that's happened in Halifax, at least when it comes to our own personal lives. We educated men everywhere on which is actually worse, pregnancy, birth, or postpartum. Whether belly buttons are great or gross. Whether foremen actually made a fashion statement. We have a celebrity on the show. And a surprisingly split audience on whether or not a listener's boyfriend should take care of her when she's sick. Of course he should. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with your guys' morning show because you guys have that like humor that adults actually understand. I walk into work and they're like, you seem pretty happy today. It's like, melody is forming. I'm really that I'm happy on this throw the morning. Hi, Hi. Are you going to school today? No. It's canceled, and has outside jammies work. What about Harley's jammies? Um, the inside out, and it works. And they work. And they made it a snow day. And they, Harley's inside out jammies made it a snow day. Yep. It's good luck to have your clothes inside out. That's a fact. And Harley's going to put ice cubes in the toilet. So Harley came home last night, and they both wanted a snow day. And Harley seems to think that you put ice cubes in the toilet and put your jammies on inside out, it will come true. And it did. All evidence points to it actually working. Emily? Yeah? Can I talk to Harley for a second? She doesn't want to talk. (laughs) Are you sure you want to talk, Mommy? (laughs) She's very grumpy. Why? She got a snow day. I know. She doesn't want to be interrupted in her breakfast. (laughs) How do you feel about being the uh, mom who works from home, having them home all day with you? Well, I did get to sleep in a little bit, so that was delightful. The rest of the day, I'll be thinking about those extra 10 minutes of sleep and was it worth it? (laughs) Nope. We were all quite adamant at dinner last night about how uh, even if it's snowing and the buses are canceled, you're still going to school. Oh, they gave me no option. I'm so sorry, Ashley. That was my first response. Poor Ashley. (laughs) And poor all parents right now that are, you know, in this situation. Tablets, video games, and movies all day long. Just wait for the power to go out. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, thanks for calling. I love everybody. Say bye to daddy, guys. They have their tablets on already. (laughs) (laughs) Are belly buttons great? Or gross. I, what do you mean, are they great? Like, I have as much emotional attachment to my belly button as I do my elbow. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, some people are uh, fascinated by belly buttons. Some oh. people some people think they're you know, really great. Okay. Melody's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you may be right to think that they are uh, more on the gross side of things than the great side of things because there's been a new study that uh, shows that the average navel is far less hygienic than you might imagine. In fact, it's filled with roughly 67 species of bacteria. And to the delight of that bacteria, most people wash their belly buttons far less frequently and less effectively than they should, which can lead to an unpleasant odor or even an infection. I bet you a lot of people don't wash their belly button at all. No, I don't specifically clean it you out. You don't specifically clean your belly button. Oh my god, ew, David. <laughs> do you do? It's a 
it's a crevice. It's a cave. You got to get in there. A cave. It, nothing, nothing else is getting in there if you don't put it in there. Although there's lots of things getting in there, like lint and sure, like other gross things. You could be out of the bar and. There could be, yep. Although, we, today we learned about putting oil in your belly button. What? Candy let us notice because she had texted us and said, I don't know how clean my belly button is, but I know it smells fresh because I put lavender essential oils in mine every night. What? For oil therapy. It reduces the chance of daily infection, treats an upset stomach, uh, boosts fertility, apparently, aligns the chakras in the body. Okay. Well, I, yeah, you know, it's just an option. It avoids daily infection. I'm sorry, I don't have a daily infection in my belly button. <laughs> and I'm never actively putting anything in or trying to take anything out. How about you? <laughs> Who's this? I really shouldn't, but it's Scotty Collins. <gasps> Especially because of that belly button. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, I found that an eraser from a number two pencil was one of the best things for cleaning it out. I could you see know? that. I could see that. I don't think anybody ever drank shots out of mine because it would have been like a double shot. <laughs> and it would have been- <laughs> no. But lately I have been noticing that my... Uh, my daughter's uh, uh, metal straw brush that you use to clean it—that might there, yeah, that might do the trick. <laughs> oh dear! I'm 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 getting the sense that you have quite an innie. Yes, yeah, just a just a smidge, yeah, just a bit, yeah. Yeah, there's an echo. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Bye. Bye. Uh, what about you, Nicole? <laughs> Are belly buttons gross or great? Um, I've been an operating room nurse for about 30 years, and uh, part of it is cleaning people's abdomens before surgery to prep them for it. And probably have seen thousands, and they're the most disgusting thing. The things you will find in there. Right. Pretty gross. It's you know what the thing is that you don't realize about your belly button is that there's like we were just talking about that there's like that little knot in there and there are like things that can get in all in there. Oh yeah, I've had to use forceps to pull things out. Oh, yeah, pretty gross. Yeah. And yet you <laughs> stuck with that job for thirty years. <laughs> And I tell all my friends, clean your belly button, clean your belly button, clean your belly button, especially before surgery. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the PSA. Yeah. And clean, yeah. clean everything before surgery, by the way. Yeah. I, you don't know what's going on when exactly. you're knocked and out and there's a sure. room full of people talking about your naked body. We are Melody with Child and Foreman in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. That child has you uh, browsing Viewpoint quite a lot lately. Yeah, I mean, within the next year, we're thinking about moving. And we did start looking at some things. And there was a house in an area that we do like that we did go see yesterday. And uh, It's the first house you've gone to see. It's the first house that we've gone to see, but... But it did spark our interest. <laughs> However, we have some questions about the community because it's it's nowhere near where we live. Yeah. And there is a Facebook group for that community. Yes, a very public one. It uh, is. I can get in, no problem. There's not a lot of members. I think they're just taking anyone who will join. The first few posts you can see is somebody selling seafood. Yes. Someone asking for your scrap metal. Yes. And uh, an ad for the dance at the fire hall coming up. Sounds 
awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love this community. And so I do want to message one person in particular because I did scroll through the last couple of years to see if I could find any, any, any posts that give me any information at all. And there was someone that posted from the street that I'm looking at. And so I want to message them because I have questions. How many kids are there? What's this neighborhood like? Like, I want to know. And I don't know if it's weird to yes, message. It but it's a public page, right? It's not like it's a private page. It's a public page. If it were the public babysitter's page, I would message someone that posted on that. Yeah, but you're trying to you're trying to buy a house for the lowest price possible. Well, you don't need to share that part for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what would you do? It's 902-425-1035. Karen thinks that you're right, Foreman. Uh, She says, don't ask them. I work with Halifax Transit and driving a bus. I don't need people knowing what I do as I'm in the middle of selling my house. Yeah, exactly. Which is fair. But Zena agrees with me on this. She said, I would love it if Melody called me and said, hi, I'm planning to move into your area. And Valerie also feels the same. She said, do it. I would personally be happy if you sent me a message to know about our street because our street is very welcoming, so it doesn't matter. Well, who's this? Hey, guys. It's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? Melody needs to pump the brakes, doesn't she? Since it's Nova Scotia, I think as long as she explains why she's messaging, oh, that see? I don't see an issue. That's Thanks. what I felt. I you, felt like that kind of community, they would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Here, we'll, you know, we'll let you know the information that you want to know. Really? Is that the uh, since it's Nova Scotia part of this deal? <laughs> to be completely honest, yes. If yes. I was back in Alberta, people aren't nearly as friendly. They aren't nearly as open and willing to talk to you. So I, I don't think there's any problem whatsoever with Melody messaging him. Especially considering she's already a part of the group, so <laughs> they don't. You don't have to be approved to join the Facebook group, as it turns out. No, they just, you just let get anyone to in. Join. But but I betcha, I betcha that if let's say it all ends up happening, we end up moving there in the summer. I meet this person, you know, on some sort of everyone's outside, and I say, oh, you know, you know, funny story. I saw you on the Facebook group. I was going to message you way back when and and ask you some questions. I bet you they'd say, oh, you should have done it. I bet you they would. Here's a, here's a suggestion that's still a very since it's Nova Scotia suggestion, but less of them publicly knowing who you are asking the question. I think that actually makes it easier for them because they know she's not going to be some weirdo for the most part. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to suggest that there's a park in that neighborhood. Yeah. Keep taking your child to the park to play and see who else comes to the park and how many conversations you can strike up and ask about the neighborhood. Well, we don't In live, person. We don't live anywhere near there right now. Well, get driving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drive 45 minutes to the park, Lil. Yeah, best way to experience that drive in all weather conditions. <laughs> what about you, Will? Is it weird for Melody to start messaging people on the town's Facebook group? Uh, honestly, I don't think there's a problem with asking, but if she says who she is, and there's a community pool, I don't think she's going to make the cut on her. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but... <laughs> As we all know. Saying, if there's a park, there may be a pool, you're not going to get in. We all know the situation. 
All I know is the next time that you go to the Canada Game Center, I got a funny feeling you're in trouble. <laughs> That's right. That's Damn right. it, Will. Oh, Will. I, I love I'm it. I'm so sorry to bring that up. I well, am, I am. thank you. I'm so happy. <laughs> Once again, I, somehow this became my legacy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go home early. I, you can't top that, Will. <laughs> the big health care announcement from our health minister, Michelle Thompson. What is it? What are we doing for emergency departments? What are we planning to do? A team led by doctors that will focus on getting patients out of ambulances and into the ED as fast as possible. Staff assigned to provide care and support in waiting rooms, which include uh, patient advocates, physician assistants, and nurse practitioners in emergency departments. More care delivered virtually to patients at emergency departments with less urgent needs. Real-time data available on where beds are available across the system and what tests or other actions are needed to get patients well and home more quickly. Which makes it sound like they're just going to get a whole bunch more staff and a whole bunch more places. And to mm-hmm. this, I echo what Shelley texted us. It all looks good on paper, but tell me, where are we getting all these people? I call BS. Yes, they say it will cost tens of billions. Yes. For, where is that money? Yeah. Who And who are these people? You're right. Well, okay, we're going to have patient advocates in the waiting room. Who? Yeah. Where's is there a job posting up for uh, ER patient advocate? Haven't seen it yet. What about a physician's assistant? Is that is that a job posting? Who could? What qualifications do I need for that? When are these people going to be there? When are you? What are you planning to do to improve ambulance service? There's a whole wish list of things for that too. Paramedic training at more campuses, a tuition rebate for paramedics who agree to work in the province for at least three years. A second air ambulance to handle routine transfers for tests and treatment between Sydney and Halifax and Yarmouth and Halifax. More funding to support medical first responders to be trained. Okay. Even the most concrete of these uh, things, items on the wish list Mm -hmm. is, okay, we're going to get another helicopter. Did you buy it yet? Yeah. When's it coming? How much did it cost? Where's Where's, it coming from? Do you have a pilot? Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, these all sound like great things. They also all sound like you could have stopped someone on the street and said, hey, what what things do you think that we need to do to improve the healthcare? And they were like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, cool. Exactly. Got my list. There's still more, Melody. (sighs) The wish list keeps growing, much like the doctor waiting list. (laughs) How are we going to help people to have care so they don't have to go to the emergency room just to get basic care? Support for new and existing collaborative family medicine practices so that they can see more patients. More services in pharmacies. Longer hours for virtual care appointments and enabling out-of-province physicians who are licensed here to offer care. More mobile primary care, mobile respiratory clinics, and urgent treatment centers. And a new phone app known as the Digital Front Door that will help people find the right services for their needs and where they are offered. So a new app. Oh, great. Great. An app. (laughs) Oh, great. That's what we need. And and then again, expanding services and more pharmacies. What services, what pharmacies, when? Yeah. It's hard. I don't want we don't want to be the cynical people just poo-pooing everything Michelle Thompson says. No, of course how not. How can you not? Exactly. No, we just want to know how this is going to happen because we are the people that are affected by it. How who in good conscience can just hear that and say, "Okay, great. Sounds good. Thanks, Michelle." 
not us. Nope. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. If you haven't heard, Alec Baldwin may actually be going to jail. But first, he's not the only one headed to court. The Black Eyed Peas are also headed to court in a lawsuit against a bunch of unicorns that poop slime. (laughs) What? Or rather, the makers of Poopsie Slime Surprise because of this ad. Poopsie Slime Surprise. Oh, that's so great! Oh, my God, that's amazing! Oh, that's the best. The song, if you couldn't tell, is called My Poops, and it sounds an awful lot like Black Eyed Peas' My Humps. What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk. I'ma get, 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 get you drunk. Get you well. It does. It does. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a, a, a thousand percent better. Come on. Oh, it's so good. It slaps. It does. I love it. <laughs> and I just certainly hope that that absolutely delightful ad was worth the ten million that they're being sued for. No. Ten million dollars. <gasps> because it, of my poops. Because of your poops specifically. In our opinion, it totally was worth it. And yeah. Don't change a thing. No, I, I, that song has had to have guaranteed they sold more than $10 million worth of the pooping unicorn toys. Even if they didn't, good luck getting it out of your head now. <laughs> In other lawsuit news uh, that's less glittery but much more poopy, Alec Baldwin is going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. The movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is also being charged with involuntary manslaughter. They're actually both facing two counts each of manslaughter. And as for why, even though this was an accident, it is still considered involuntary manslaughter. There was such a lack of safety and safety standards on that set um, that there were live rounds on set. They were mixed in with regular dummy rounds. Nobody was checking those, or at least they weren't checking them consistently. And then they somehow got loaded into a gun handed off to Alec Baldwin. He didn't check it. He didn't do any of the things that he was supposed to do to make sure that he was safe or that anyone around him was safe. And then he pointed the gun at Helena Hutchins and he pulled the trigger. Which he's saying he did not pull the trigger. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. Never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and pull the trigger. Although it was on camera, so I'm sure that's an easy one to prove. Yeah. That being said, his lawyer plans to fight the charges, which isn't the best look in my opinion. You could do what the film's assistant director has done, David Halls. He's entered a guilty plea to a misdemeanor charge Mm. of negligence using a deadly weapon. He's going to spend six months serving probation. Whereas for Alec and Hannah, they both face up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine if they're convicted. Regardless, production was supposed to resume this year for this film. No reason why, don't ask us, but something tells me this put a little bit of a wrench into that. It's not as bad of an idea as having live rounds mixed in with dummy rounds on a movie set, but still a bad idea to keep trying to make this movie. Exactly. But a great idea for Jennifer Coolidge to join the world of TikTok, and she just did. This is her time to shine. This is her world. We're just living in it. She's on TikTok now, and she did not disappoint. Hi. This is my first TikTok, and uh, I was trying to think of something cool to do, and I think um, I think I'm just gonna do a poem that I, that I like. Don't be fooled. <laughs> 
by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny from the block. I like that. I really, really like that. Jennifer Lopez is there. Jennifer Lopez is there. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't care. All I know is that she is an absolute icon. Bow down to her highness, Jennifer Coolidge. It reminds me of another song. (laughs) Your thoughts, your show. Call or text Melody Informant now at 902-425-1035. Melody with Child and Foreman in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. This is why we need to know because you're right in the smack dab middle of it now yep. and you're due June? June. June, yet with, with Child. Yes. <laughs> and it has us wondering, what's the worst part about having the child? Is it the pregnancy? Is it the birth? Or is it the postpartum period afterwards? You, a man, uh, feel that it has to be the birth? I, I assume so. From I mean, having witnessed. From what I witnessed, it did not seem like a lot of fun, and it seemed like a lot of pain and discomfort. Which it totally is, but it's yeah. the shortest part of the whole thing. Uh, overall, it, yes. Overall, the, and you forget it. You almost instantly forget it, evolutionarily speaking, <laughs> so that we will just keep doing it in spite of you know being hit by a bus. You must. But, but I personally feel like the postpartum period is the absolute worst. Oh my gosh, and it's, it's a year or more. Or, uh, and and a lot of women have opinions on this. We posted it to Facebook. So Regan Iris is team labor and delivery. She said she doesn't tolerate pain at all. So for her, active labor labor was the worst part, hands down. Mm, yeah. But there's drugs for that. Anyway. <laughs> Sometimes so, it's too late for the good that's ones. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Farthing said, nope, I'd give birth a hundred times over. Being pregnant is by far the worst. Wow. She's currently 31 weeks with her third, and she is so miserable. In every sense of the word, someone's getting an appointment at a shmeshmectomy clinic soon. Said postpartum is the worst. It feels like you got in the biggest car wreck of your life, and then someone just hands you a newborn. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh boy. Well, what is it for you? 902 425 1035, Andrea. I would say the postpartum actually yep. is the hardest. Hard things to explain to a fella when you say, listen, it's actually a little bit worse. If you have a really fast labor, it means the after is mm-hmm. not. That no, nice. I, I hate the the once the baby's out. That's a lot more work for me. So I, I get that part. No, you're still not knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, and it's stuff I think we can't discuss on the radio. <laughs> but everyone that's listening knows exactly what you mean. Well, well those who understand the process do. <laughs> uh, what about you, Teresa? You have a you'll you want to let us know which one's the worst part: pregnancy, the birth, or postpartum. The worst part was, this is going to sound gross, but this is what happened. Getting the placenta out. Uh, I would not take that over pushing out a child any other day. Yeah, you think you're done, though. You're like, I'm done, I'm done. I've done my part, I've done my work. And it's like, Mm. no, you're not. (laughs) Why is this this nurse still here? And now she's pushing really hard over and over and over again. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) And the alternative is even worse (laughs) if you don't get that out. Uh, But then they don't tell you either. Your feet size change. Yep. Your bra size changes. Oh, let me tell you, I didn't know about that either until the morning of, and I got in the shower 
well, that was a surprise. I assumed that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it forever changes. The father was like, what's going on in the shower? Because I'm bawling. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but the stuff is coming out. Anyway. But, so, the, but it, <laughs> it doesn't go back. That's the thing. It forever changes. That's the worst part. Mm. You oh, lose yeah. your hair. Your hip size changes. Your rib cage. Everything. everything. It was way worse afterwards. It's tough being a woman. Foreman, this is somehow your fault. Yes. I said that in the delivery room. Yeah. Like, this is your fault. You did that. I know. I got yelled at for falling asleep the second time. Oh. It was taking yeah. a while, and it was the middle of the night. Yeah, and especially where I did not have enough epidural, and I only had, like, the huffing gas. So I was, like, a little high. I guess I was really funny, though. So they said I was welcome back any time. I was like, no, I'm coming back. Why aren't they offering the gas to the fathers? (laughs) So my boyfriend is not coming over to help take care of me when I'm sick. What do you do? You ask us, and we ask Geneva Dickey from the Book of Love Canada. She's here every Wednesday. She's our dating and relationship expert, and we are going to get to the bottom of this in just a minute here on Hot Country 103.5. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date, and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, because it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I rent my own apartment and my family lives an hour's drive away. My boyfriend of one year lives about 10 minutes from me and spends the night a few times a week and vice versa. I got the flu last month and it developed into bronchitis. Mm. I was so sick, I could barely drag myself out of bed. I asked him to come over and take care of me and he said... No, I don't want to get sick. I'll come by when you're better. If someone cares about you, don't you think he should help out? Maybe give some soup, give you water at your bedside, and just be there in general. If he got sick like that, I would go over and take care of him, but he wasn't willing to do the same. He said he doesn't feel like it's his job. I'm upset by this. What? Is it an indication of how he's going to be if we got married? Yes. It's not his job. Her family's an hour away, and you're ten minutes away, and you've been dating for a year. Come on, man. I mean, that one if that one line, he doesn't feel like it's his job, wasn't in there, I'm, I'd have a different, because that's, that's kind of... Kind of terrible to say. <laughs> it's literally your. That's what your. That's in your job description. Yeah, to take, take care, care of, of me when I'm sick. I mean, that's you're in not the, married yet. But that's in the marriage vows. Sure. And that is what one one person had said when they posted about it. They said, uh, "Run because it's in sickness and in health." Alicia had said that, but Eric mm. did make a point of saying, "No, that's for married people. They're not married. You can't force them into that role." Well, they're never going to be married if he's saying it's not my job. <laughs> Yeah. Geneva, because I thought that I was very black and white on this one, but now I'm kind of in the middle. No. I I know. No fence sitting. I know, but it's so comfy on that fence. On or off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
Well, it's so interesting because, you know, I know we don't think that these are like pivotal moments in a relationship. But again, in sickness and in health, we kind of like observe people's reaction to these situations. Mm-hmm. And it does. OK, now we have to remember he's raised differently than she is. We've just gone through COVID where taking care of somebody who is very sick. No, no, you ran in the other direction. Right. So there is a mindset here that's different from hers. Just because his mindset is different from hers does not mean it's wrong. He might have been raised differently. And there has to be a conversation to reach common ground in their specific relationship. Oh, they have to talk about it. Communicate. They have to talk about it. We always have to talk about our feelings. <laughs> I know. It's so much nicer to write a radio station and have everybody go on your side instead. But, like, yes, you have to have a conversation with your partner about how you want to be taken care of in situations like this. Because if you get married and have children, you want your partner to be able to do that or at least understand what your expectations are of that. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, because there are a lot of people commenting on this. And, again, we both thought it would be very black and white. But a a lot of people, no, a lot of people who are married, people with families, are saying no. Like, Joanne, if anyone in my family is sick, I'm the only one that's going to help them. The others are afraid of getting sick, and I don't blame them. But Lola says, I wouldn't go near them unless they were completely unable to help themselves. Yes. And Lisa said, I'm sorry, but I need to go to work and pay my bills. I'm going to be keeping my distance. I hope you feel better soon. I might go pick something up for you, but I'm not getting <laughs> close to you. Some people don't have sick days like others. And that is totally fair, especially after what we've been through the last couple years. I might go pick something up for you. I might, if you're lucky. <laughs> Does nobody love each other anymore? <laughs> I do feel like if you care about someone, you could maybe just go go pick up some Lipton soup or like make a little care package, drop it on their doorstep. I'm sorry, sweetie. I don't want to get sick, but here. It's anything. Yeah. Wear a mask. Go help them. Come on. She's She was had the flu and bronchitis. Come on. <laughs> My partner would agree with you, Foreman. He took such good care of me when we had that wicked flu in November. But when he had it, I kind of like kept my distance. I was a horrible person. No, you're but not. But I had matchmaking to do. Like exactly. I could get sick. You run your own business. Who's going to run it if you can't? The fact that he works for the government and he gets like a million paid sick days so he can get sick. Of course he's taking care of me. Of course he can. If you have a good job then you you're coming to get sick i see where we're going now hmm. if you got them benefits get your patootie over here yeah there's another comment here from jen that says i don't want sick people near me i have a job i need to get to in order to pay my bills i yeah. love people very much but unless you're literally unable to take care of yourself i'm not coming near you yeah. Maybe I'll drop some soup outside a closed door for you or some cold meds and tissues. Other than that, you're on your own until you can't make me sick too. And I wouldn't expect anyone else to risk getting sick for me either. No, it, it is fair. It's fair after we might have all had a very different opinion about this two and a half years ago, three years ago. But at this point, that's a fair thing to say. And Natalie uh, said, that's a weird question. You don't become a different person with different values or character traits once you're married. You also can't expect someone to do something just because it's something you would do. Uh, We got a text from Valerie in Elmsdale who says, I agree with Foreman. You take care of your partner, marriage or not, but before freaking out about it, talk about it. Maybe they have a low immune system or something else that's going on. Yeah. That's, that could be true, too. Uh, there's another call coming in here oh. as well. Uh, hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hi, it's, it's Scotty again. <laughs> Scotty! <laughs> it's Scotty! Come Scotty! He's got a rocking little buddy! 
thoughts? Am I wrong, or do guys usually ask girls to do things that could be considered disgusting? <laughs> you know? Maybe don't elaborate people. on that one, because... No, no, no maybe <laughs> don't. We want to stay on air. Uh, okay. But I feel like I know where you're going with that. Where? I, yeah. d- I honestly don't know where you're going really? with that. Really? You don't know where he's going? No. No. I'm, how it's, sad you know. for you, Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's... He sounds like a real keeper. Like he should keep her for some somebody else. Hello, Megan. You you wouldn't uh, help take care of this person? No. I mean, I love you, but I don't like germs. I'll look in and make sure you know you're still breathing. But I got a whole other household that I'm more worried about, and they don't have germs. You have how many kids? We have three. Okay, and you and your husband have been together for fifteen years. Fifteen years and married for five. So if he's sick. He's on his own. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that, just thinking about how all men are when they're sick. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, you know you're on your own when you're sick, too. We know how this I know. works. I would still prefer to be waited on. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about when you're sick? I don't see him either, but, but I still see the kids. Of course, because yeah. you still have to take care of them no matter how sick you are, although I bet he gets a little break from that. That's not what this topic's about. But mm, you went there pretty quick, didn't <laughs> how you? How easy it is to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so to sum it all up, Geneva. He sucks. It's supposed no. to be his job. If he doesn't think it is, then you got a big problem on your hands. No. Geneva, <laughs> what's the actual advice? So basically, it's just like, this is a beautiful moment in a relationship to, you know, decide to have a conversation about. Like, these are pivotal moments, right? So just because he has a different mindset as you to what should be happening here does not mean he's wrong, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong or right, okay? Have a conversation, see where he's coming from, and find middle ground. If I don't want (laughs) to talk about my feelings, though, can I just hire you from the Book of Love Canada? (laughs) To tell her what the right feelings are. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually, you can. <laughs> we have another celebrity friend joining us this morning because she has brand new music out. In fact, there's four brand new songs uh, on a new little mini album and an EP. The main uh, big single she's putting out is called Slide, and her name is Madeline Merlot. Good morning. Hey. Me and my friends were out on the front porch. That's when I ran into you. I did not know that you were a Harry Potter fan. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I now you're my best friend. <laughs> you posted that meme that it's that time of the year meme with all the Harry Potter progressions throughout the series as it gets darker and darker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my Christmas and New Year's tradition every year. Yes. I know. I tell my told my fiance it was Halloween. I'm like, well, we have to watch Harry Potter. It's a Halloween movie. And it's Christmas. I'm like, we have to watch Harry Potter. It's a Christmas movie. Like, <laughs> it can't be both at the same time. I'm like, it's crazy. It is, though. Like, it, is. You know, it just is. I can't explain it. <laughs> it's an every time movie. Okay, I, now now that it's January and we want to talk about your new music for a second, you have to explain how is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? It's Christmas in the movie every year. Is yeah, it? There's yes. just a couple scenes that gets you in the spirit, and that's enough. Foreman, have you seen it? I've seen the first one. Ah. I will, I, you know, I've avoided Harry Potter altogether because uh, my oldest daughter is nine, and I thought at some point, 
We're going to be right into it, so I might as well be into it with her. <laughs> she watched the first movie, is absolutely terrified, so oh. I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> it is. It scared me. When I was a kid, I was like a little traumatized by it, too. Um, but reading the books really just makes you fall in love with it. Uh. And then now, I just love the. I just love wish it. I, so I can't wait to force my kids one day oh, to be. Yeah. That's what Harry Potter is going to be great. We can slide out back, coming to you back to coma, bitch, and nobody will notice if we leave right now. I can slide to the left, cross the front seat if you want to bump some Diffie and Nirvana till the stars go out. Or we can stay right here, and we can slide on the dance floor. Baby, I don't care, it's me and you either way. Let's watch the night slide into yesterday. Last time we talked to you, you were in Disney World. And then you came here to Truro in the summer to play at our summer festival. Yes, yeah, so fun. That was such a fun show. And now that you have all these new songs out, four new songs on a brand new EP called Slide, Will we maybe also see you again this year? For sure. Absolutely. Yes. A ton of great shows kind of lined up, ready to be announced. So I'm very excited. <gasps> oh, I'm excited for that. When's, are you allowed to say yet when the announcement's going to be coming out for that? Um, They kind of just start rolling out. So I can't say, but. Okay. Um, she's got a, she's a very important, pr- you know, you, you're know. writing number one songs. You're on Jason Aldean's label. You've got Dustin Lynch's management team. You are a very big deal. And you've co-written like every new song you put out so far, which is uh, a big feat for any artist to be doing. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I moved to Nashville about four years ago and my goal truly was I want to become a really great songwriter. Like I want to be able to tell other people's stories, but my story the best way I can. And because of that, because of zoning in on that, it opened doors for a lot of other things as well, too. So I'm really grateful. Um, I feel like I've got a really good team around me right now and um, a lot of exciting stuff kind of in the pipeline. So it's, it's a good time. I feel like I'm hearing a little bit of like a throwback to like 1999 Dixie Chicks Cowboy Take Me Away era sound in it. Is that Am I off the way off the mark or was that? No, oh, no you're, you're yes. totally on it. And I think, too, it's so funny because with like I'm an artist that I love to change, I love to grow. Like you don't hear this like it didn't was a thing that I did and I and I love it. And then I like I'm like, okay, what else do I want to do? But there's always this throwback element to like so much of my music. Mm-hmm. And I think I just I don't know. I just I think I'm an old soul that way. So, so that's great that you picked up on that. That's a huge oh, threat. I love it. It makes me so happy because it just reminds me of a time. Well, let's face it, that was a lot easier than now. Yeah. <laughs> you might say you would slide into yesterday with these songs where you're listening to Nirvana and Joe Diffie. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, with this project too, it was really just important to me. I wanted to write like fun, cool music um, that made me feel good. I think just with what was going on in the world, it was a little heavy out there. And I was like not inspired to write sad music at all. Like there, a girl where he grew up has like some energy to it. And we've got a song coming out soon called Same Car that like there's, there's a little grit to it, but nothing was sad that I was writing. I was like, I want to pull people out of this. I need to be pulled out of this Mm -hmm. that we're all in and this kind of sad, heavy energy. Um, And what came from that was just really positive fun, energetic music. Cause girl, I'm the girl who took him to school, showed him the way. When he would slip up, I gave him grace. I put in the hours, I paid the bill. I didn't get the flowers, but you 
favorite thing about that song is the energy to it. She like my character or me, I'm not mad. Like there's no like animosity. She's not like, screw you, blah, blah, blah. She's just saying, I'm just saying, this is the facts. This is what happened. I taught him all this stuff. So if he knows how to love you, you can thank me. Yeah, how yeah. nice of you. Taking credit, <laughs> making it all about you. I see. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that song is called Girl Where He Grew Up. The big single is called Slide. She's Madeline Merlot. Gosh, it's been a dark time for everybody and we all need to escape a little. We need things to be a little different. So on that note, what are you, Madeline Merlot, expecting or hoping for for 2023? There's like a few like bucket list things. I'm getting married next year, so that'll be awesome. Going on a honeymoon, like all the cool stuff. So there's a few like big, big check offs, the life bucket list. Have you guys already planned the honeymoon? Uh, We're in the middle of it right now, which is like stressful because you're trying to plan this wedding and then like now I have to also plan like what's supposed to be the greatest trip of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And Melody's already skipped right over the wedding part. Yeah, yeah, wedding, whatever. Honeymoon. I mean, the wedding is super fun, but let's be honest, the honeymoon is 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 the vacation. Do you have any details of any of these things that you can share? I know, I know, I know. I'm not sure what I can ask or not. I'm sure People Magazine's gonna get the scoop on us, but Um, yeah, we're so we're getting married here in Nashville. Um, at this like greenhouse, which is very vibey and hippie, very me. Um, and for our honeymoon, I think we're going to go to Costa Rica. So Ooh. I'm excited. I just want to be like in the jungle. I'm just not, I'm not good sitting on a beach for a week. Like I, no. I have to do stuff. I'm very like ADD. So um, I want to hike. I want to see volcanoes. I want to meet a sloth. So oh I my think gosh. <laughs> Again, I swear to God, we are just, we are besties and we just didn't even <laughs> yeah. know because my husband and I were the same. We ended up going to Peru. We hiked the Inca Trail. Like we backpacked through the Inca Trail and uh, like that's, that's fun. That's fun. I imagine you guys are like another way too, because when it comes to the wedding, you and Tom had a live band play at your wedding. Yes. And if you're an artist, assume you can't, you couldn't possibly tolerate a DJ. So do you have a live person that you would like to play? Is it what? you? Are you the <laughs> you live person? You can't sing at your own wedding. <laughs> no. Good. It's not me. Good. Um, we do have a band. That was one of my things. I was like, I, I, I need to have a band. I think they're the most important part of any party. Yep. Of course. Mm. Um, but is it just, your like, band? Is it your touring band? Or is it somebody well, in else? A, in a way, so my bass player, his name is Justin, he has a band um, that plays weddings and like events and stuff like that. So he is playing the wedding. So technically it is part of my band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's on the payroll. You may as well just keep it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to get invited, you might as well pay me to come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'll play it. I'm like, of course you will. <laughs> well, that's super exciting. Obviously, the other things you would want to happen this year are people to buy these songs mm-hmm. and buy some concert tickets and come see you and listen to the stuff and radio stations to play them. So we will. We are. And we're just really happy that y- you have have all this great new music out because it really is good stuff. Thanks. Thanks. I'm really proud of it. You know, it was when I signed my new deal, I was really like, it's so you're so excited. And then you're like, there's a lot of pressure. I was like, oh my gosh, like, how do I reinvent myself? What do I want to say? What do I want to do? And I felt like I was like spinning around for quite a few months before I was like, okay, this sounds right. This sounds like me um, and go that direction. So it was a little bit of a process. So I'm very excited to have it out. Friday, February 24th. What? 
Outer Banks Season 3 with John B. John B. John B. John B. John B. The guy, the guy that works on the boat. You're not chasing after Possigo like your old man, are you, John B? I want you to tell your friend John B to come in and talk to me. Why is it always about John B? We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. I feel so on the outside of this one because I've never seen that or heard of it, to be honest. It's a ridiculous Netflix show where teenagers uh, try and uh, recover literal treasure from a sunken old ship. And this is one of you and your wife's shows? Yeah, I know when it's coming out because I put it in our shared calendar. Ah. And that's where all... The shows we want to watch together go in our shared calendar, in addition to uh, our dinner schedule, kids' activities, uh, appointments, that kind of thing. That like, makes sense. Like the- on, on Friday. I knew. We knew that we could watch the first episode of season two of Your Honor because I put it in the calendar. How many shows do you have in your calendar right now? There are some. Uh, the Outer Banks. Your Honor. Oh, that 90s show, by the way, is coming out this Thursday because it's in the calendar. You're the only person that I've ever met that puts TV show premieres in a calendar. Jack Ryan. Yeah, we started watching Jack Ryan season three because that came out Wednesday, December 21st, right before Christmas. It also means that TV shows are so uh, important to your lives that you can't miss them. You have to put them in a calendar. It's something we can do together where Emily's five and she's going to bed at 630. No exceptions. Harley, unless she's out swimming all night till nine and I'm sitting at the Dowplex till nine. Yeah. Like I did last night. Then she's going to bed at 7.30. Man, that sounds so good. And then everything's done for the day by 7.30, so we do have a little bit of time before we fall asleep. so good. That sounds so... Maybe it's because we're not at that point yet. You know, we're still dealing with the sleep struggles, so for us, everything is done by 9, at which point you ha- we're just... You're done by 9. Utterly exhausted. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no TV show. There's no nothing. Maybe it's because I'm bitter and I'm jealous that I'm making fun of you right now. <laughs> not just me. You're making fun of and you're bitter towards Kirsten, who says, I put shows in my calendar, too. What? I know that 90 show is on Netflix. <gasps> How do you know, Foreman? Because it's in my calendar. When? Mom, Mom, you're motorboating me. (laughs) Dad? Son? Hug? (laughs) Hey, Grandma. Hey, Grandpa. Leia, my grandbaby. Hey, kiddo. Boy, you sure have gotten tall. I hear you got your mom's jump shot and your dad's... Last name. <laughs> <laughs> this is important for me yeah. uh, because that's why I have this silly nickname of Foreman because of my likeness to Eric Foreman. Just settle down, okay? Settle down! You are all losing your minds! You're relevant again. And Red Foreman, Kurtwood Smith, actually, really, it posted a very, very sweet message before the show debuted. Those of you that have come up to me over the years and told me how much the show means to you, how much it meant to sit with your family and watch the show, how much it meant to you to watch the show with your dad. And that's, uh, that's meant a lot to me. Those of you that came up and asked me to call them a dumbass, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was happy to reciprocate. So Aww, sweet. That is really sweet. Also really sweet, uh, Caitlin Sullivan texted us and said... Uh, Sorry, Melody, I have to agree with Foreman this time. Entering shows into a calendar, 
genius. Mm-hmm. Kirsten puts shows in her calendar. Shelly puts shows in her calendar. I just love, my favorite part about that is that someone feels as though they have to apologize for agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Everybody settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Halifax police car struck by a stolen truck while investigating stolen van. Oh, oh man. (laughs) Sorry, mid sneeze. That's one of many headlines in the news that we can't make up, but we can round up. Like Ontario woman sues Arena after getting so drunk she blew up a house while driving home after a Marilyn Manson concert. But it's the arena's fault. Right, yeah, yeah not her own fault Definitely for, not. again, blowing up a house. <sighs> North Carolina man leads police on wild chase in tractor, intentionally chasing down people, striking cars, dumpsters, and even a church. I have to imagine that almost everything apart from that church had time to get out of the way. It was a pretty low speed chase. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) A Korean man rams car into store after owner refuses to give plastic bags. Oh, I feel that. Yep. (laughs) A UK woman gives up on driving following 13 car crashes before she turned 30. Hey, she knew when to quit. Did she, though? Well. (laughs) Could have done it a little bit sooner. Toronto Zoo will now let you name a cockroach after your ex. Oh, how nice. Just in time for V-Day. Dallas Zoo closes down to look for missing clouded leopard. Um. uh, Don't want to alarm anyone, but (laughs) it's a leopard we can't quite find. (laughs) How's this for Carmes? Thief steals St. Michael's statue from church, trips, Stabs himself with the angel's sword. Ooh, I think I read that one in Leviticus uh, <laughs> chapter 3, verse right. 7. Salt Springs, Nova Scotia post office robbed of mail, parcels, stamps, keys, and a vehicle rooftop Canada post sign. Everything. They're going to be easy to spot in the, in the getaway car. <laughs> Six journalists detained over footage showing South Sudan president seemingly wetting himself. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, give me all your cameras. <laughs> These are just mini headlines in the news this week that we can't make up. Why would we? We're just rounding them up. Like Montana man breaks into DEA garage to steal his drugs back. <gasps> Did it work? I, well, I think because we know about it, ah, it didn't. Yes. <laughs> Mother and son caught running brothel at a Florida home. Just a nice family business. Florida man attempts grocery store robbery with stapler. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> California man <laughs> finds out wife is leaving him, rams own home with car, comes back later with dump truck. If I can't have her, she can't have anything. But it's still half yours, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Study finds men who use Viagra are 25% less likely to suffer an early death. Can't understand why. Stock up, boys. (laughs) And finally, in headlines we can't make up, but we can round up, accidental 911 call leads to arrest of Dartmouth man and seizure of numerous long guns, loaded magazines, grenades, multiple knives, ammunition, four handguns, two swords, and a spear. In a pear tree. (laughs) (laughs) We can't 
help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. We have Tragically Trending, and when we spend so many hours hating on celebrities living their, you know, living at large lives, why are we directing all that energy toward them when we have people right here in Nova Scotia to hate, like the richest Nova Scotians whose net worth might make you choke on your chorizo omelet this morning? (laughs) And shout out to NS Buzz for putting this one together so that we could all come together to learn about... John Bragg, who is worth $1.29 billion. Billion? Yep, due to his company Oxford Frozen Food Limited. And not to brag about it, but Oh, he, I eat their blueberries all the time. <laughs> he did start as the modest owner of a blueberry farm, and look at him now. But he does give his money back to his own John and Judy Bragg Family Foundation. Right. Anyway, then there is <laughs> Kenneth Rowe, worth $1.48 Billion. Billion, again. Yes, yes. But he donates to Pier 21, the IWK, and the Salvation Army. And if his name does sound familiar, it's because the School of Business at Dal is named after him, which means that he definitely gives money to them, too. If I'm going to donate millions, I'm putting my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> but even he cannot hold a candle to the most wealthy Nova Scotians, who literally double his net worth at $2.88 billion. The Sobe family. I was going to say, yes. <laughs> does their name rhyme yes. with Moby? <laughs> but don't worry, it's not just from profiting off inflation. John Sobe started that business back in 1907 as a meat delivery service. 1907, eh? Yes, wow. yes, sir. The Sobe family, too, has a school of business named after them at St. Mary's University. Yes. And if you happen to know any of the Sobe family offspring, I do recommend being nice to them because the family fortune has been in the hands of John Sobe's children and and grandchildren since 1985. I just recommend not looking too deep into the family history. Oh no! Your thoughts, your show. Call or text Melody Informant now at 902-425-1035. I am making a fashion statement right now. Yes, I am. It's funny that you think that this plaid shirt is any different than all the other plaid shirts that you wear every single day in your never-ending weekly rotation of plaid shirts. It's a very fuzzy, thick plaid shirt. Uh, that's a button-up plaid shirt. It's blue, gray, and black is the plaid pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are running a video right now. You can see I got two two pockets. It's quite roomy because it's yet to be washed. I'm concerned that it's a large and it should have been an extra large because once it gets washed, it's going to be really, really shrunken down. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of the 90s grunge era Mm -hmm. when we were all wearing those like lumberjacky shirts. Who knew? Again, trying to show this off in the video, which you'll see on all our social media. Who knew you could get a plaid shirt with a pocket? It's like a hoodie pocket in the front. Oh, Foreman. Oh, Foreman. Oh, Foreman. (laughs) Welcome to the world of women when we're just so happy to Mm. have pockets. (laughs) Funny you should say that because I did not purchase this shirt. But a woman did? Yes. Guess which one? Your wife? Yes. (laughs) Guess at what store? Mark's Work Warehouse. Worse. Worse than Mark's Work Warehouse? How? What? You have no No, other guesses? Don't don't keep asking me to guess. I don't know men's clothing stores. 
It's so many men right now know exactly what I'm talking. It's where you go down south this winter and you realize every other guy is wearing the same bathing suit as you. Costco. Costco. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known if it was your wife shopping, it had to be Costco. (laughs) And that's the statement I'm making because now I know that I'm mid-30-something because my entire wardrobe is purchased from my wife and it's all from Costco. Is this the new Lululemon Uggs Starbucks thing? The plaid shirt with pockets from Costco is the new, like, I'm a suburban dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look. I'll take, if I can start a trend, I don't care how bad it is. It's not bad. You actually, this is, you are, I, I would imagine, on trend. I mean, our promotions on coordinator, trend. Riley, was wearing something very similar yesterday. Yeah, and her age starts with a two, so exactly. I have to be on trend. Yes. <laughs> But yes, you you aren't screaming middle age to me. I'm yes, I am. I'm screaming middle aged suburban husband whose wife bought this for him. Ball cap, plaid shirt, yeah, uh, jeans, white sneakers. Yeah, you look like every guy. What more do you want? <laughs> A lot more. <laughs> People have expectations of you. Just based on what you look like, what you sound like, what you do. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday morning, perfect example, Amy next door at Surge 105, where Halifax rocks. Mm. Love them. Yeah. (laughs) Do you doubt the slogan? I'm saying we rock too, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to rock and roll music. Yes, they do in fact. Rock the roll. Yeah, as the kids say. Yep. Yeah, uh, but uh, she called me and, hey, uh, Foreman, can you come in here and help me with something? Her computer monitor had turned sideways. <laughs> like the view, instead of being yes. normal, was basically on portrait mode, but on a desktop computer monitor. So, it was, And I was the one that had to fix it. I didn't cause the problem. No. How, I'm not, I'm not the engineer. I'm not the tech guy around here. And yet, no. she expected that I would know how to fix it. I did. I did fix of it for her. Of course you did. And, and I'm sitting here too. It's not like, hey, do one of you guys know this? It's, hey, Foreman. Yes. And this happens all the time because Constantly. her coworker Jeff also comes and always gets you if he's got some sort of technical issue. They're very, very needy over there where Halifax they really rocks. Are. Yeah. <laughs> We're always happy to lend a hand, but, but it's me that's lending hands. Yeah, because everyone just assumes that you must be a tech guy. Why are there expectations on some people, Foreman, and not on? others. Melody. Because you're the nerdy, sarcastic guy, and nerdy, sarcastic people, people just assume, oh, well, you're smart. Nobody thinks I'm smart, Foreman. And it's allowed me to get away with a lot of stuff in my life. So you like not having any expectations. I'm just saying, when people's expectations of you are so low, you can only impress them. (laughs) I wish I was living in that world. I feel like I try my best to go unnoticed and to keep a low profile. Don't talk to that many. I mean, we talk a lot here on the show and with you calling and texting us, and I love that and thank you. But 10 o'clock, I'm done talking. Yeah. So when it, everyone else comes in for a normal nine to five workday in the office, I don't want to, I ignore everyone and I try not to talk to anybody. Yeah, but you're just sitting there looking too smart. 
How am I looking smart? I haven't a clue. I just, it's the sarcasm. You just need to stop being so witty. Why does sarcasm lead to expectations? It should be the opposite. It's just a thing people assume. Oh, you're super sarcastic. You got those quick comebacks. You're obviously very smart. We have another person on air with us, Ryan Sullivan. He does hot nights with Ryan. He is the same height as you, the same stature as you, but he has an air of I'm a cool guy and a little aloof. Aloof. Yes. So what does that does that mean? You don't have expectations of an aloof person? None. Really? Yep. Because you think he's a dummy. I didn't say that. I said he's aloof. <laughs> Let's look up the definition for aloof. <laughs> oh, it says Melody Rose. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.